Welcome to the latest podcast from the Plastic Surgery Journal Club. Each month we review an appraiser journal article, typically from PRS, and summarize it for you in this podcast. The full journal can be obtained from the PRS website. Hi everyone and welcome to the September 2017 Plastic and Reconstructive Surgery Journal Club coming to you from Sydney, Australia. I am Damien Marucci and I'm here with Dr. Anya Smelkowski from St. Vincent's. Anya, the next patient we looked uh, the next paper we looked at was macro textured breast implants with defined steps to minimize bacterial contamination around the device. Experience in 42,000 implants. Uh, this is by Adams et al. with a few Australians. Um, Uh, for good measure and uh, this was published in the September 2017 PRS. So what what was this paper about? So the basic issue is centred around macrotextured implants. Uh, Macrotextured implants are shown to harbour more bacteria and are linked to a higher incidence of breast implant associated ALCL and they hypothesise that using the 14 point plan can reduce the number of bacteria around implants and this may reduce the risk of breast implant associated ALCL. This is a prospective case series of pooled data from eight surgeons in five countries. And the patient cohort were all patients uh, from this group who received macro-textured implants, uh, either biocell or polyurethane. Uh, The surgical technique essentially describes the 14-point plan which has been previously published. And um, you can refer to the methods for each of the 14 points. The measures uh, were the number of AL- cases of ALCL and also the adherence <coughs> of the surgeons to the 14-point plan. There was no statistical analysis. The results, this group had uh, 42,035 biocell implants in 21,650 patients with a mean follow-up of just under 12 years and 704 polyurethane implants in 352 patients with a mean follow-up of 8 years. The case mix of uh, implants, so the highest group was for primary augmentation with 77.9%. Augmentation mastopexy was almost 10% of patients. Augmentation revision was about 8%. um, Breast reconstruction was only 4% of patients. The mean capsular contracture rate for the group was 2.2% and they had no cases of breast implant associated ALCL within the study follow-up period. In terms of adherence to the 14-point plan, six of the eight surgeons adhered to all 14 of the steps, and this is for 25% of the um, implant cases, and the remaining two surgeons followed steps 1 to 13, this was for 75% of the cases, and the last step which they didn't routinely adhere to was the use of antibiotic prophylaxis to cover subsequent procedures that breach the skin or mucosa, such as dental procedures. The conclusion essentially uh, says that the adherence to the 14-point plan to minimise bacterial load at the time of surgery with macrotextured implants may reduce capsular contracture and other sequelae of bacteria and biofilm in implant-based breast surgery, and this includes the development of BIA-ALCL. I thought the good things about this paper was that it's a very large um, prospective case series on a very important topic and uh, contributes to the literature of macro implants and ALCL and they showed that they had no cases of ALCL um, 
and I think that they also have a very good description in the discussion of the pathophysiology of biofilm and ALCL. Yeah, there was a very good discussion of it and showing uh, how you uh, have the expansion of uh, T-cell lymphocytes and how that can potentially uh, uh, lead to the development uh, of this condition. Um, It it is uh, obviously reassuring that they've done 42,000 cases using the 14-point plan and had no uh, cases of breast implant-associated ALCL. Uh, One of the issues raised, though, is um, the time period has a mean, the mean follow-up was 11.7 years, and I think it goes back to 14 years, but I didn't even think they described the 14-point plan uh, back at that time. So uh, I'm not quite sure how it's a prospectively maintained database of surgeons using the 14-point plan and whether it's uh, more of a retrospective review of cases which they've done over the last you know, 10 to 14 years and looking at the, their follow-up and the incidence of ALCL which has occurred in their, in their particular series. Um, there, uh, it would be interesting, as we discussed in the Journal Club this evening, to compare this group with other groups that do not use the 14-point plan. So, for example, if there are groups of surgeons who don't routinely give any perioperative antibiotics or don't routinely use any sort of bacterial or uh, uh, triple antibiotic wash uh, to see whether the incidence of ALCL is greater. It might even be interesting, given that uh, the uh, defined population of patients who have developed ALCL I think are well known to Professor Deaver and his group where they can go back and have a look at uh, what sort of perioperative measures were in place for those specific cases to see whether there's anything uh, significantly missing, um, you know, where, whether there was a, a breakdown or, uh, you know, no antibiotics or, or one of the other uh, parts of the 14-point plan, uh, which could be an indicator of how these patients could have then gone on to uh, develop the biofilm and subsequently the ALCL. So, no, I think that, yep, it's a really um, good paper um, to continue to learn about the role of biofilm and ALCL. And the take-home message that I got from it was basically follow the 14-point plan when using macrotextured implants, but also any implant-based surgery to avoid bacterial contamination. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts, head to soundcloud.com or subscribe to us on iTunes and search Plastic Surgery Journals. Remember to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. Thanks also to the PRS Journal team for their ongoing support.